Hello and welcome to the African Tech Roundup episode 116. Now this is where we round up the most important tech, digital and innovation highlights from across the African continent. My name is Andy Lemasugo and Happy New Year to you all. Now it's rather unfortunate that for the first show of 2018, I don't have with me my partner on the show, the Zambian sensation that is Musa Kalenga. Well, there's really quite a, a simple reason for that. He's not here. <laughs> Well, he's not here with me, folks, but um, in the interest of full disclosure, well, we actually did meet to record the episode uh, a couple of days ago and ended up spending the better part of three hours just catching up and plotting for the year ahead. Uh, lots of interesting things Musa has on his plate uh, from the standpoint of him being a, a startup founder, of course, uh, an investing founder, as it were. Uh, and then, of course, his involvement here at African Tech Roundup uh, set to expand in the coming year lots of interesting news and developments around this platform uh, that we'll be looking forward to sharing with you in the coming weeks i will not spoil that news i'll definitely wait for him to be back on the mic with me to, to let you know what we have in mind but that said i'm really glad to be back on the show hosting this show remains one of the most enjoyable things i do with my young life and so thank you for joining me this will be a show with a difference um, i'll be letting you into my head a little bit in terms of you know what's trending what sort of top of mind at the beginning of the year as i look back on 2017 and look forward to 2018 you know themes that i hope to explore in the coming year uh, issues i'd like to interrogate or perhaps understand better all of that's coming up a little later on in what's really going to be a fairly unscripted episode uh, i hope you'll stay with me uh, but first let's do this this episode of the African Tech Roundup is brought to you by the Africa Tech Summit Kigali. Now, that's happening in Rwanda on the 14th and 15th of February 2018. The conference, which of course is supported by Rwanda's Ministry for ICT, promises to offer useful insights and top draw networking and business opportunities for local and international tech leaders and investors who want to drive growth right here on the African continent. Now, African Tech Roundup is quite pleased to be one of the media partners at Africa Tech Summit Kigali, and we look forward to having you join us in taking in a host of keynotes, breakout sessions, and networking events, which will explore the latest tech and innovation trends and help you connect with over 250 tech and innovation ecosystem players from across Africa and indeed the world. And so here's what you need to do. Head straight to africatechsummit.com to book yourself a seat before the early bird special ends on January 19th. That's africatechsummit.com. And of course, while you're there, be sure to check out the dope list of speakers booked to attend. And of course, take a squiz at the program itself. Now, it really should be a great time. We look forward to seeing you there. I suppose it's worth mentioning as well that uh, some of us are planning to catch some drinks at uh, the Marriott Kigali's Iriba Bar between 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. on February the 13th, which is the day before the conference. So, yeah, if you're flying into Kigali early, do swing ground and say, hey, um, we'll be, you know, downstairs at the Iriba Bar at, at uh, the Marriott Kigali. Again, between around 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. Do come through and say, hey. Then, of course, in terms of the, the conference itself, uh, I'm facilitating a panel at the event. Um, I'll definitely be taping interviews for African Tech Roundup throughout the event. So it'll be busy, busy, busy. But what's not to look forward to? In terms of what's trending in my life right now, I spent a week in Zimbabwe over you know the festive period, um, the week over Christmas, um, to be specific. Um, yeah, I've been getting quite a few questions from people who've seen me since going, you know, 
you know what Zim like you know given all the you know the political you know changes that have been taking place over the last you know the last while the quote unquote non coup that's seen us um, see the first change in presidency since independence in 1980. I guess, uh, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with tech and innovation or the emerging tech ecosystem, as it were. But it's certainly uh, my, my being a Zimbabwean, my being home and and taking in the fairly dramatic changes in, in scenery, as it were, in political terms in, in Zimbabwe has been a big part of of my psyche of late and and yeah i thought you know it's worth mentioning that uh fairly hopeful that um the the country is about to usher in a, a season of change and i'm not naive to the the challenges or the some of the problematic legacy issues at play i won't go into them but i suppose i feel this is all worth bringing up because you know context is everything and um beginning to appreciate the reality for various, you know, founders, investors, policymakers across the continent is so vastly different. Um, uh, as a Zimbabwean who tapes the show and basically asserts his career from South Africa, even just how unique, um, you know, the context and and needs from a sort of innovation or even digital transformation standpoint are um, from country to country, even with Zimbabwe and South Africa being in such close proximity. You know, I'd be curious to know what you guys did with your holiday and what sort of observations you made in terms of where our continent is going, how the countries you're from are doing, uh, and whether they're poised to grow. I know the World Bank and others have projected that 2018 ought to be pretty good for sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, you know, I've heard quite a few people quite positive about the potential of the region. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know what your sense of taking in the continent. Did you holiday on the continent? Did you go abroad and perhaps get a sense of how we're doing from the perspective of being outside the continent? I'd love to know. Give us a shout at African Roundup on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash African Tech Roundup. And of course, if you'd like to email us, do so via hello at africantechroundup.com. Then it's worth uh, drawing your attention to some of the more recent interviews we've published on the africantechroundup.com platform. Um, uh, one of the ones that uh, stand out probably is the, the most recent one we published, uh, an interview I had with a, a gentleman named Bert Bruggerman of uh, Gafira Solutions, a Silicon Valley-based technology advisory firm. Now, you know, Bert has uh, an impressive 25-year track record of successful technology product development and um, C-suite uh, experience um, in, in a broad range of high-tech industries. And uh, I caught up with him at the Africa Angel Investor Summit uh, late last year to have a conversation with him about the role that hardware ought to be playing in the digital transformation narrative for the African continent. One of the things that stuck with me in my conversation with him is is his um, understanding and belief that Africa can't app its way to solving all its problems and that uh, there needs to be a much more balanced approach to thinking about uh, problem solving in, in as far as, you know, the software um, applications we can deploy as well as the, the hardware that needs to accompany it um, or indeed complement it. So, yeah, that was a really good conversation that's worth um, that's worth listening to. Some of the other conversations that are top of mind for me involve venture capital, which I've been thinking about uh, quite a fair bit recently, not least because on the last show, you know, Musa and I hosted uh, for 2017, uh, we were lucky enough to have on the show as a guest, 
uh, a certain Rochelle Vallab, who is a Bain consultant turned venture capitalist. Uh, he's also part of the founding team at Setcher Capital. And um, we spent a little bit of time getting his take on why he believes that his organization's, you know, quote unquote, hybrid model gives them the edge. And, and uh, he, of course, factored in on the pros and cons of some of the angel investment and VC approaches that we've discussed on the show in, in recent months. Um, and it's got me thinking, will the real VC please stand up? Because, yeah, there seems to be quite a lot of debate about the most appropriate ways to deploy venture capital on the continent, um, hybrid models that take hope to take the best of the PE scene, venture capital, angel investors who have their own idea about what it takes to, to start funds. Uh, and, um, you know, I happened upon this really cool quote um, by the American startup founder, Jason Higgins, which I think, um, I, I think is quite helpful. Now, this is what he had to say. Venture capital is rocket fuel. It's not useful if you're not building a rocket. And VCs only want to give rocket fuel to rocket builders. Regardless, rocket fuel is dangerous and difficult to handle properly. VCs will be angry if you end up burning that rocket fuel, building a car or a plane instead of a rocket, no matter how awesome the car or plane that you build is because they promised their investors, LPs that is, uh, that they would only invest in rockets. But if you've clearly built a rocket, perhaps after years of bootstrapping, and it's now obvious that you can reach orbit, if only you had enough fuel, then venture capital or, of course, rocket fuel might make sense. Now, this is, of course, uh, a gentleman who, who plies his trade as a, as a founder in the robotics um, sphere within Silicon Valley. And, of course, these are some of the ideas that filter into our ecosystem as, you know, what VC is out to achieve and what it's out it's set out to do. And, of course, there are all sorts of debates about how much of that sort of thinking is applicable to our context, this desire to sort of back ideas that either have the potential to grow super fast or scale really quickly um, uh, or become, you know, profitable beyond belief might be one that um, Africa might do well to sidestep in favor of something else a little more um, suited to the continent's needs. Um, that said, in terms of some of the people that I feel are getting it right, a certain Khalid Ishmael uh, is the chairman and founder of two Cairo-based angel funds, the KI Angel and him Angel. He also serves as an advisor to Algebra Ventures, which is Egypt's leading technology venture capital outfit. And, um, you know, in a conversation I had with him recently, um, he related how he went from being a career technologist to founding, uh, you know, seven tech ventures since 1991, which includes a, a 4G mobile tech firm, which was acquired by Intel. By his own admission, he accidentally fell into structured angel investing activities, and so in the conversation I had with him, uh, he explained how he's acting on this sort of idealistic desire to tear down trade barriers that are linked to, to Africa's colonial past. He seems quite determined to normalize the interchange of both uh, angel funding and startup founding talent across the continent. And I quite like the way he's going about his business, uh, not least because he takes a very hands-on approach, uh, spending a fair bit of time uh, in the trenches with his uh, investees and, and allowing them to sort of benefit directly from his knowledge, his network, and indeed his abilities. And I feel uh, whatever the model uh, we, we, might, we might think of as being 
ideal for the continent in terms of VC and its deployment. Um, I do believe that a hands-on approach is essential. Uh, and I look forward to spending the next year, you know, interrogating this issue more in terms of who's getting it right, um, you know, perhaps assessing market to market what, you know, the appropriate VC approaches might be, what sort of hybrid models, you know, we might uh, need to deploy, the role of angel investors, angel investment syndicates in ensuring that we start to create a pipeline of serious value that uh, we can all look back on five years from now and think, wow, we did that. And so, yeah, you know, one other conversation I had recently that I'd like to highlight that's sort of top of mind for me is one with M Survey's Kenfield Griffith. Now, he's um, the, the firm's co-founder and the CEO. It's you know, M-Survey is a data analytics um, SaaS startup. It's based in Nairobi, uh, Kenya. And um, Kenfield actually launched the business with the Kenyan Louis Majanja. Uh, and, you know, he, he was in Nairobi in 2012, you know, trying to finish off his PhD on the use of technology as a means to improving communication. And, and the business was born out of some of the pain points that he experienced in terms of accessing um, the appropriate data he needed to uh, complete his MIT PhD. Now, in my conversation with Ken Field, because it was the first uh, conversation I had for the year, uh, I got him to explain why he's pretty bullish about 2018. He's not alone, of course, as I mentioned earlier. But I also just um, to, got him to speak about the the trend towards data analytics helping uh, enterprise uh large and small deliver solid business results right here on the continent in the US and the Caribbean where um, M survey operates. And so, yeah, as a trend to sort of look out for in 2018, been speaking about big data for years now, I'm, it almost feels fairly 2012 at this point, but um, for the continent where there is, continues to be a dearth of, of, of actionable data and, and more importantly, uh, actionable insight that is derived from you know crunching data to to, to provide uh you know intelligence um it's definitely an area to keep an eye on and so listen i've just mentioned three or four of some of the conversations i've had recently that sort of stand out to me um as i'm poised to take on 2018 you can find them all at africantechroundup.com just head to the quick tech chats playlist dig in and get yourself up to speed and while we're on you know the point of podcatchers a big shout out to the folks at player fm which is of course a leading uh, android podcast uh, platform shout out to player fm for rating our flagship podcast one of the best south africa podcasts for 2018 um, yeah, we just happened upon that that pretty cool uh, affirmation that they gave us. Um, you can start listening to the African Tech Roundup podcast um, on your mobile today with Play FM's free Android app. Um, just um, find it in your app store and uh, go ahead and listen. Of course, we're available everywhere else, but a special shout out to Play FM for you know punting our hustle and and really just recognizing um, the work we do here. And then, you know, just really in terms of wrapping up this fairly unstructured, uh, you know, this fairly unstructured walk through the annals of my mind, I'm, I'm leading you all on. Um, like many of you over the holidays, I had the opportunity to catch up on some reading, uh, 
there's an article I happened upon on LinkedIn I found quite provocative and I thought it was worth sharing with all of you. It's um, by a certain Seif Abode and it's entitled, Is it Time to Dump the Lean Startup Approach? Let me read you uh, a little snippet from uh, this piece. This is what Fabode says. He says, since we're reconsidering the value of venture capital in a world where a startup can raise millions on an ICO white paper written by a freelancer on Fiverr, cheeky, uh, why don't we also assess the continued value of the lean startup methodology and all the baggage it brought with it? I've always had a gripe with how the venture capital community and, say, for the Elon Musk type founders now lack any conviction about solving any true problems. Founders are starting businesses every day, but the system is now set up for them to only focus on solving problems that can be validated by focusing on the lowest points of average. I totally relate to his frustration. Again, linking it to you know my recent visit home uh, over the holiday in Zimbabwe, looking at some of the bigger problems that um, Zimbabwe as a country might be looking to solve over the next couple of months and years, even decades. Um, one can't help but um, appreciate the fact that a lot of those problems require a certain mindset that um, is not embodied in the you know the lean startup approach. And yeah, without going into it, I think it's just worth you Googling the article to have a look at it. We, we, we shared it on our social media platforms. You're welcome to, to catch it there on our Twitter or Facebook. But yeah, um, you know, it's certainly quite a provocative article that, that got me thinking, you know, like what's worth focusing on, um, even in terms of the values and methodologies that we, we encourage founding talent on the continent to adopt in order to to, to work their way to startup success. Is the lean startup approach this infallible, you know, methodology that everyone should be using in order to answer our questions? Well, say is not so sure and neither am I, frankly. So uh, I don't know what you think. Um, have a look at the article. It's called, Is It Time to Dump the Lean Startup Approach? Um, you should be able to find it quite easily if you if you Google either the title or the author, say Fabode. And yeah, give us a shout and let us know what you think uh, at African Roundup or uh, drop us an email via hello at africantechroundup.com. And so finally, um, a quick update on the hashtag not our manifesto farce that um, basically trended on social media in, in the final quarter of 2018. You might recall uh, Co-Creation Hub Nigeria's uh, co-founder Femi Longe uh, factoring in on the very problematic, quote-unquote, collaborative document entitled Startups for Africa Manifesto for the Development of a Thriving Community of African-European Startup Ecosystems. Uh, it was a paper presented at the recent EU-Africa Summit, and um, of course, Femi just could not keep his pen still after he returned to Nigeria, you know, following the event uh, and and of course it caused quite a stir in social media as I mentioned earlier, and, and of course following the outrage, the response was fairly constructive. Now the folks behind the report, um, Startup Europe, uh, reached out to Femi and assured him that they would be correcting many of the problematic aspects of that document, not least the fact that it wasn't um, sufficiently collaborative. It certainly did not rope in the, the input and insights of ecosystem players on the continent and 
while we can't speak for whether or not you know uh, European ecosystem players were in fact consulted on the process, we can be pretty sure that Africa was pretty much left out in the process. The document itself was just littered with oversimplifications and bias and we we reached out to its authors who initially said they would they would uh, speak to us and actually come onto the show and then later change their minds and then through Femi um, a dozen of us odd were rounded up in order to to be addressed by Startup Europe which which did happen over a very shoddy call group call uh, that was arranged uh, it was <laughs> It's all been very, very frustrating and uh, disheartening. So one of the positive things to come out of this whole fiasco is something called AfricaManifesto.com, which is a platform uh, that Femi Longa has since established to help us all as um, tech ecosystem players on the continent start to contribute towards what we consider vital for the the ecosystem to thrive and to position itself to engage with um, stakeholders from other parts of the world who are looking to create and extract value from from our continent and i let's support this initiative perhaps 2018 might be the year where we finally get our act together you know it has to be said that a vacuum must exist if the likes of startup europe you know take it upon themselves to do things like this and the last thing i'd like to do um as a means of kicking off 2018 on the show is encourages you all to visit africamanifesto.com. There are really dozens of contributions in terms of insights, suggestions, comments that have already um, landed on the platform. Add your voice to it so that we can make something useful of this platform where Africa reps itself to the max. And yeah, so that really just wraps up this um, pretty unscripted uh, introduction to the year. In the year ahead, you can look forward to us publishing more uh, incredible content as we did throughout 2017. Um, that's more of the African Tech Roundup podcast episodes, more quick tech chats podcasts that feature Africa-focused innovators, that's founders, policymakers, investors, all in their own way, moving the needle for Africa's tech ecosystem. And um, you can look forward to us continuing to publish op-eds um, at least uh, bi-monthly in, in places like Business Report and African Independent Magazine. And then, of course, there are other exciting developments regarding this brand and our plans to bring our vibe to your city. Uh, we'll be sharing more on that in the coming weeks. In the meantime, though, thank you for sticking with us. We look forward to an incredible year ahead. And then, of course, a big thank you to Africa Tech Summit Kigali, who, of course, are sponsors for this particular episode. We look forward to rubbing shoulders with you at uh, Africa Tech Summit Kigali. It's happening in Rwanda on the 14th and 15th of February 2018. We're quite pleased, of course, to be one of the media partners at this year's event. And look forward to the keynotes, the breakout sessions, and networking events that'll help us all explore the latest tech and innovation trends and also allow at least 250 tech and innovation ecosystem players drawn from across the continent and, and other parts of the world to connect. So once again, here's what you need to do to make sure your seat is secured for the event. Head straight to africatechsummit.com. Uh, there's an early bird special that ends on January 19th. So if I were you, I'd... Uh, 
I'd get it done before then. It's africatechsummit.com. And while you're there, check out the growing list of speakers who are booked to attend. It's uh, looking pretty good. And it all around should be a great time. And then again, it's worth reminding you that uh, a bunch of us are getting together for sundowners uh, the evening before... Uh, the actual event that's on February 13th between about 4.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, we'll be at the Marriott Kigali's uh, Iriba Bar uh, just chatting, trading notes, all that good stuff. I look forward to having you swing by if you're in Kigali early uh, so we can get the vibe right before the conference even gets started. Yep. And so that's it for this episode. Uh, all things being equal, Musa will be back on the mic with me for the next one. Yeah, otherwise, once again, wishing you all the very best for 2018 Africa. As always, do take care.